hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. You know, one of the things that I just absolutely love about Christmas Eve is that we get to tell the story. I think sometimes we forget how important the story is. We, we forget how important the story is and exactly the, the transformation or, or, or the move that that story plays in each and every one of our lives. That's why we, we do the carols. That's why we, we, we share in, in the, the, the hymns and we, we tell the story over and over again just so we remember, so that we hear, and so that we can then internalize that for ourselves so that the baby that was born in the manger so long ago is a baby that is in our hearts that lives and reigns in our hearts, so that we may have life and have life abundantly. So I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. O God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we who have known the mystery of that light on earth may also enjoy him perfectly in heaven where with you and the Holy Spirit he lives and reigns one God in glory everlasting. And so we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So last year, 2021, December the 25th, something happened. If you are at all in tune with, uh, with NASA and with space stuff, you may remember that there was a telescope that was launched on Christmas last year. It's called the James Webb Telescope. And it was launched to kind of partner with another telescope that has been out in space since 1990 that you may be more familiar with called the Hubble Telescope. You may remember whenever that was launched, there were some issues with that and uh, issues with the mirror that would help take pictures. So they had to do kind of a rescue mission for the Hubble telescope so it could start doing the job that it was sent out in the space to do. And one of that job was to take pictures of things that have happened millions of, of, of light years ago. And on the uh, ground, uh, January of 2004, we got a picture that looks like this. Now, I know it may be hard for you to fully appreciate that picture sitting here in the sanctuary with the lights on and everything, but, but to me, that picture blows me away. And, and not really just because of the different colors and the different shapes and and, you know, I, I could go on about what all of those little shapes and all of the different parts of that, that actually means, but how they got this picture is what really gets me. See, this place, if you were to look where the Hubble telescope was when this picture was taken, 
and, and the way that it was pointed out into deep space, it would look like it was pointed towards nothing. Total darkness. That, that if you were on the Hubble telescope and, and you were looking in the direction that this was taken, you would not see this at all. But see, what this is, it, it's a composite picture because not only it wasn't like what we're used to with our cell phones right now, you know, you take a quick picture or, or a selfie or whatever and it, boom, it's instantaneous and you have that picture right there. Well, what they had to do with this particular picture is that they had to point the Hubble telescope to this particular point and it stayed there for four months. Imagine that. Picture that. It, knowing that you are taking four months looking in utter darkness in order for one day to see the, the 10 to 15,000 galaxies, all that have billions of stars. This picture took four months. And, and, and for the, those of us who may look at that with a naked eye, all we would see was just darkness that it took four months for that light to break through. That's what we celebrate here today, this, this Christmas Eve. We are, are celebrating light breaking through. Light breaking through a, a dark and sinful world. Light breaking through that reminds us that the God who, who, who created all of this created and knows the stars by name. We, we see this all along throughout the entire scriptures. Of course, we're familiar with Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 3, where we see that God spoke and said, let there be light, and then there was light. But, but if you go to another book in the Bible called Job, Job was a book that was written before Genesis, and it was telling the story about a man's struggle, and during this person's struggle by the name of Job, he, he talks about God, and, and he talks about how God named the constellations in Job chapter 9. So even before we know about Genesis, we hear that God has named the constellations. The psalmist in Psalm 147, he continues and he tells us that the, the brokenhearted and are, their bandages are wound, and wounds are, are bound up. And also reminds us that, that God counts the stars and calls them all by name. And when I hear that, I go, man, if God is able to call the stars by their names, the, the billions of stars that are out there, just think how God knows our name and the rescue story that he started way back when that is still in completion today. And then we turn to Isaiah chapter 26 where it says, Look up into the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by name, being of his great power and incomparable strength. Not a single one is missing. So, so this picture here, this picture of, of these galaxies, all of these stars, God holds them in his hand. And because God holds this in his hands, we have today. We have the celebration 
of Christmas. So in light of all of that, I wanted to revisit a passage that, that Heather read from our first lesson, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2, verses 6 and 7. And I want you to think about how the God who, who knows all of the stars in the galaxy and the universe, how important it is for him to know us. Hear the word of the Lord. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatest of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The word of God, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This passage from Isaiah it is a promise. That was promise of a Messiah that was given to the Israelites 700 years before Christ was born. It was a promise to them that, that God still held them in his hand. And it took 700 years for this promise to, to be fulfilled. Kind of makes the four months to get an image from the, the Hubble telescope kind of really condenses that, doesn't it? Makes that not to seem so as, as important or makes it look more like a, a blink in the eye. But the Israelites waited. The Israelites waited because they knew that a light would come. The Israelites waited because they knew that, that at one time God would send the Messiah for God's people. And today, that light has come. And that light has come through a baby that was born in Bethlehem. But my friends, here's what the good news is all about. is that the baby that was born in Bethlehem was born for each and every one of us. That baby that was born in Bethlehem was a gift for us so that we may have life and have life abundantly. That baby that was born in Bethlehem was a way for us to continue to share the good news with others around us. It's something that the entire Bible tells us that we are called to do. We are called now to be that light. That light that shines in the darkest places. That light that brings hope where there is no hope. That light that brings, brings peace and joy and goodness. So there's a passage in the Old Testament that, that I think about when I hear about the light of Jesus Christ and how that light is a part of us. The first one is from Isaiah 49 that says, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. God shares this passage with the community of Israel, and he shares that passage for us today that we are to, to share this light of Christ 
to the world so that people can live in the abundance of Jesus Christ. And the New Testament gives us another picture of this life, and it comes from Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus shares these words, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. One of the things that I absolutely love about the Christmas season is all of the lights that are around town. And one of the things that I love that we do, and it's, it's not fully complete. One of these days I pray that we can fully get completed and have the entire bell tower lit up too. But I love driving in on Highway 66 from the west to the east, and I see two distinctive lights here in Royce City. One is you can start seeing the, the peaks of two of our, our, our tops of our building uh, driving in, and you can see the light there. But then there's this new light that's in town. It's the light that's over on the, the water tower. Was at one time it was just a little string around, but now they've they've upgraded. And, and now you can see the, the water tower from miles and miles around. And, and I love seeing the lights of all of the homes and all of the, the businesses that are lit up for Christmas because to me it is a reminder that we, we who are called children of God, we who are brothers and sisters with Jesus Christ and with each other, we are called to turn the darkness into light. We are called to, to do things that, that help people see the love and grace of Jesus Christ. I mentioned at the beginning of the service about our Christmas Eve offering. And, and normally we have uh, used our Christmas Eve offering to help pay off uh, meal debts for students within Royce City ISD. But I got a phone call or an email from uh, the CFO of Royce City ISD and he gave me good news, but also made me go, hmm, well what are we gonna do now? Because the good news is that the ISD has the funds available to make sure that all of the student uh, lunch debts are, are paid. So when school gets started back up in January, the kids will be able to get a nice warm meal because we know sometimes life is not easy for, for kids and that may be the only warm meal that they get. So Byron gave me a, an idea of something that we can do to help bless our community. And we have a new school, if you will, in our community called the Glenda Arnold Children's uh, Development Center. It's where the former Ruth Cherry Elementary School was. And that school just got started this year. And as that school got started, there's something that each school likes to have, and it's called an activities fund. And this activity funds help pay for, for school parties, it helps pay for uh, field trips for students, it helps pay for uh, gifts and, and other things, incentives for the students in that school. But, but there's a problem with the Glenda Arnold 
uh, Children's Development Center. That I think the oldest kids there are, are preschool. And, and you know, I don't think it's a good idea to uh, have little preschoolers going around trying to sell cookies or, or candy bars door to door. So it's hard for them to pull together this activity fund. So our Christmas Eve offering will go to help build this activities fund for Glenda Arnold Education Center for Children. And, and it will be a blessing for them and it will be yet another light that, that we are able to, to share with the community around us. So that when people see that, they may see Jesus in the midst of that. They may see the love and grace of Jesus Christ through this congregation and for those who are part of this congregation and see that while there may be darkness around us, there is a light. And as a light that we share through the love and grace of Jesus Christ. At the end of the service, we'll, we'll light candles and we'll sing Silent Night together. And, and, and the room will be dark at first, except for the little lights that we have that are decorating the tree and the chancel area. But I want you to picture in your mind the news that the people that are walking in the darkness have seen a great light, that there is a child that was born, a son given, <coughs> so that we may live in the grace and freedom of Jesus Christ. And then we can take the opportunity to let our light shine for others. Now I know that it may take a while for your light to shine. And maybe you're sitting here today and you just don't feel like your light is shining. But thanks be to God that he continues to work in and through us so that people may see Christ's light in us. Let us pray. Oh God, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, as we celebrate remembering that on this night so long ago, a mother gave birth to Jesus. And Jesus lived like one of us. He experienced the ups and downs of, of being human. But God, his light was never extinguished. And so, Lord, as we, as your people, move out into the world around us, help us to bring light to the dark. Help us to bring good news to the poor and downtrodden. Help us to be the people you have called us to be, to bring heaven here on earth. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>